This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are excited to have you with us this weekend. And, and Robbie, this is a this is the Eve. It is. Yeah, it's Easter Eve. It is Easter Eve. That's amazing. It only happens once a year. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's got a really fancy name. Like it's not Monday, Thursday. It's it's is it Super Saturday. What's it called, Jim? Jim, you you got to know uh, the Saturday of. Yeah, that's. Uh, Easter day, Eve, day, the day, the day Jesus was preaching in hell. Oh, there you yeah. go, there you go. Well, that's what today is. That's a great day for this topic. Yeah, it is. It is, and so we're uh, we're continuing on the topic we started last week, but we're going the opposite direction. There you go. Yeah. So, Rodney, we were you. This is your topic. This is something that you came up with. God laid it on your heart, right? And so last week we we talked about. Would you remind? Everybody, what we were talking about last week? Last week was patterns of faithfulness and how we see that in ourselves and in the Bible. And uh, this week, we're going to reflect a little bit differently and say, what are the patterns of unfaithfulness? Because we all know that we walk on both sides of that fence at times. Uh, unfortunately, we're not uh, perfect as Jesus was. We fail in many different ways, and we're here to... Not beat us up over it, but just realize where we're at and try to change our intentions towards faithfulness to shy away from the unfaithfulness. So do you think there, there's times, and just like uh, every show, I, we talk about the show before we come on and I throw you a different question, um, <laughs> but do you think that there's times that there, there's an intentional unfaithfulness and then there's other times that are unintentional unfaithfulness? Yes, there are. The old nature comes out and we just do something, say something in a way, and then it's like, oh, why did I go there? Yeah. You know, you repent of it, and it's like, shoot, I just, I'm just stupid. A lot of times, you know, uh, where you're swearing, a lot of the times a GD word comes out because that was an old habit you used to have, right? Mm-hmm. And it, that's one, you know, for me that I've really, really worked hard to really break. But boy, does it come up in my head, and then every once in a while out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're just trying to break those, and you have to be, I always had to be very intentional. I am not going to say that. I'm going to be very careful and cautious and slow, except for when my anger gets riled and Satan gets in me, and I just got to say something, and it comes out wrong. Yeah, I think the further that we get in in that unfaithfulness trail, you know, it can morph into intentionality, right? Because at some point you're just kind of like, well, I'm already here. What's it really matter? You know, and you kind of get this spiritual apathy, so to speak. But I wanted to have you set up our first clip for us from The Matrix, because there's an intentional thing that's going on here with our character, Cypher. Yep. Yeah, so at this point, Cypher is with the agent, and he, the agent has somehow made contact with Cypher, and basically Cypher's in the middle of selling Morpheus and everybody out with the resistance, and they are having stake, and he's just kind of going through in his head the rationalization of why it's okay to do the wrong thing. Because, you know what, I'm just tired of 
one way I've been living and I don't care if it's all fake and unreal. That's what I want. And this is the setup for him to start the betrayal. Now, if someone hasn't seen The Matrix, you've got a, a group of freedom fighters that are trying to fight for the freedom of, of, of people. And then you've got like the, uh, the enemy that's trying to pull the wool over their eyes. That ten, yeah. Basically, that's where everybody's... Most people are in a state of just this cocoon or whatever, and there's no real life. It's just all played for them, and everything's fake. But they don't know that. But a few people, for however, broke out from that and are trying to fight back to make everything real again. Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know... I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. Then we have a deal. I don't want to remember nothing. Nothing. You understand? And I want to be rich. You know, someone important. Like an actor. Whatever you want, Mr. Reagan. So you got this the society that tells people that certain things are important or certain things are going to give them happiness. There's, um, you know, the, the, these things that sometimes go against Scripture. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just something that the enemy's trying to lead you down a different path. A little bit before the show, we were talking, Corey, and you said, you know, sometimes the world is very attractive. Right. You know, there's things that, you know, call for your happiness there. Exactly. And um, I think... You know, part of it, like the the clip says perfectly, ignorance is bliss. You know, um, before I, I came to a boot camp, before I was, you know, saved, you know, ignorance was bliss because I would just engulf myself in the world and I thought I was happy. And, um, you know, now it's like I find myself trying to sometimes um, I'm not as faithful as I want to be because I, I do think there's things in this world that I do love. Um, and sometimes I, I make them idols over um, being faithful to God. Um, and you know, I catch myself, I often have to catch myself, um, because it sucks, you know, it's hard to pull away from that, um, that you've known your whole life and loved your whole life and, you know, been passionate about your whole life, but you realize that, you know, you don't want to love those things as much as you do, but it it's, it's incredibly hard sometimes. Yeah. And it's not the, the point that, you know, God doesn't want us to have nice things, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with having something nice. It's what pedestal you put it on. Exactly. You know, that all of a sudden this is going to make me happy. If I buy this new computer, all my life's going to be great, you know, and you buy it, and then a a week later you're on to the next purchase. Exactly. You you know, thinking of that next thing, it's going to make you happy, that the world never satisfies those things that that continually tells us this is what you need. That's that's the whole point of advertising, right? That that They tell you that, you know, somehow if you do this, you're going to be able to date the girl, right, right, type of thing. And I think another big thing for me is just, rationalizing self-sabotage sometimes mm-hmm. um you know i think god puts things in our lives that we know that we want and we know that he wants for us 
and we just rationalize why we don't deserve those things, why we can't have those things, um, and we end up just self-sabotaging. I think that's in it in and of itself is unfaithfulness. Um, right. I want I want the red pill, right? You know, you know what you have to do uh, to get where God wants you to be, but you don't want to do those things because it goes against everything you've you've been doing and everything the matrix or the world is telling you is right. So, so rationalization can lead to unfaithfulness. So, kind of open it up to the, the table here. You know, what's some other things that that you know you would say is being unfaithful to God? You know, what kind of comes to mind as we talk about that topic? You know, for me, one of them is, is Robbie's coming up to the mic to talk was um, obedience. You know, that uh, there's been times that God's kind of told me to do some things, and I love to say that I've always jumped and went and done them. But, uh, you know, most of them eventually I, I did do. <laughs> uh, but there's been some that I look back and say, man, if I, if I would have been faithful to what God asked me to do, would something be different today? You know, and to be very transparent, you know, I was telling these guys before and talked a little bit of boot camp. Uh, when I was going through my divorce, God was calling me to love on my wife in a certain way. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. You know, and so I wonder today how much different life would be. We may still be divorced, but would the relationship be different? Would something else be different? What would be different? Because God would have been changing either something in me, something in her, or some something, or he wouldn't be asking to do it. Right. And so for me, when I look at that, I was really just unfaithful to God because I, I didn't believe what he had for me was better than what I had for me. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard act to follow there, Sam. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, I know in my case, many times it's, it's a matter of patience or impatience. Like I'm not willing to wait any longer for, and I, I'm, I'm not holding out on, you know, God's timing. And so it's a matter of impatience leads to unfaithfulness. That would be a pattern I would really like to, um, examine. I, I know God wants this for me and I'm going to, push it ahead right. of his schedule correct that's one of my biggest temptations yeah i'm just gonna help him along a little yeah. bit and he, he's got needs help with this yeah. <laughs> which is a rationalization when you think about it but it, nonetheless that's where that's the way it comes to me and then yeah. the, at the bottom line of it is is i'm really not trusting his heart which really hurts me mm-hmm. you know to think that how many times a day am i not trusting that god's heart is he, he's got the best in mind for me, way better than I could ever want myself. And, and you nailed it there that at the end of the day, it may be a different word for each one of us, but it comes back to the same core issue. I trust something more than I trust God's heart. You know, I, I trust what the world's saying. I trust what my heart's telling me. I trust my thinking more than God's. It's something that's taken us back to that place where Adam and Eve was. It says... I'm going to believe these other voices versus believe what God's telling me. And it leads to something horrible in the case of what we just heard. Yeah. Do you want to set that the, the next clip for us? Yeah. So now we get to the point where actually Cypher is going to actually go through with what his intentions were of uh, taking down Morpheus and his crew and going to basically kill people off and hand Morpheus over to uh, the agent. Hello, Trinity. 
Cypher, where's Tank? You know, for a long time, I thought I was in love with you. I used to dream about you. You're a beautiful woman, Trinity. Too bad things have to turn out this way. You killed them. What? Oh, God. I'm tired, Trinity. I'm tired of this war. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of this ship. Being cold, of eating the same goop every day. I bet you never saw this coming. Did you? God, I wish I could be there. What continues to happen is just one by one, he just decimates the team, right? That he follows through with that unfaithfulness that leads to betrayal, which we're going to come back and talk about. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org if you missed last week's show on faithfulness. And also we got some news coming up about a boot camp coming up this fall and some spring activities. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Wake up, Sam. I'm awake. Yeah, wow. That's got me going. It's Easter morning. No, it's not. It's it's the day before Easter, but you know, there comes a time you got to wake up before you fall into that pattern. Yeah, I mean, there is a pattern, and and there was um, some unfaithfulness around Easter. Yeah, yeah. You can't help but see that in that in that clip that as Judas apparently had a pattern of unfaithfulness with the money and the money bag, and, and a lot of people saw it, but eventually led to. You know this unbelievable betrayal that all of history will forever remember, and you know change the world. Yep. So unfaithfulness, un- left unchecked, will definitely become betrayal at some point. Yeah, and sometimes, well, then how, I think how many times you went down the sin trail. Or I can think of it in my own life. You know, mm-hmm. especially when it came to like pornography. Like you just start out with the littlest little thing, and then the next thing you know, oh my gosh, how did I get here? Oh yeah, and I, you know, and and it just takes you further than you wanted to go, right? Leaves you longer, and I, I forget all the words. There's a neat thing that people say about it. You probably know Jim. Uh, no, because I was thinking about something entirely different while you're. <laughs> I just wondered why you're looking at me when you're yeah. talking about all the sin. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I what I was thinking of, and it's a. Uh, worn out phrase but it's worn out because it's so true it's the slippery slope right. we can do little steps and say well that didn't work out so bad so we get further and further from where we need to be and then suddenly 
it's, it's sort of like circling the drain. You know, when you're outside, you could swim away, but when you get sucked down the hole, hey, we're back to Matrix there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no recovery without God. Yeah, it, it's weird how we'll walk a slippery slope spiritually that we would never do physically. Right? I mean, if we knew that we were going to step out on this slope and about three steps in, I'm going to fall because I've done it a hundred other times. At some point, your brain would probably say, that's just stupid. Why are you doing that? <laughs> right? But it seems like we, we will take that step a lot more spiritually from time to time you know, than we will physically. And, and I think that's part of the key is learning to listen to the right voice. Because you, know, you got that enemy that's out there that's telling you what you want to hear. You know, he's telling you that, oh, it'll be okay, this time will be different, or you'll be able to stop this time, or whatever the, the case may be, and then you end up in the predictable place that you knew you were going to be, whether whether it's anger, pornography, whatever that looks like, wherever that enemy has that lure for you, you end up in that place and you go, how am I even here again? You know, and, it, and it's it's tough. Yeah, and that's a still a big one for me, too, and one thing I've... I struggle so much with is for some reason I still, I just care so much about what people think about me and I shouldn't. And so you start omitting things about yourself and one becomes two and two become three. And then one piece falls and then they all fall. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really hard just, you know, just sometimes it's just really hard to to have the faith in yourself and have the faith in in God to put people in your life um, that are just going to be there no matter what and it's going to be okay. So yeah, and sometimes when you you start like there, the lie to yourself, the lie to others, the very first lie, sometimes seems like it's just so easy, but boy, the second one's even easier. Yeah, and it's spiritual spiritual jenga. At some point, it's going to yeah. come crashing down. And boy, it gets easier and easier to tell those lies, doesn't it? Because you get good at it, you're covering up. And the next thing you know, you're all tangled in a web, and you don't know where you're at. And like you said, this is a jenga. It's like, oh crap! I wasn't really paying attention. I was just starting to lie about everything, and it all comes crumbling down. So, go ahead, Jim. Oh, gonna well, something? I was going to sort of respond to what he said about the when you want to please people. I was a major people pleaser still am to a large extent and i've gotten to the and i've got what 30 years on you probably it it gets easier but it gets easier and then there's the other side of the slope because what i have and what we were talking about earlier is i get to the point of not caring it's almost the cedia you know the deadly sin of sloth it's i i'm not gonna step off the path because i've done it a bunch of times it hurts but i'm not gonna keep walking because if i stand here then i'm not gonna fall down and that's just as bad as going to the other extreme and and lying about who you are so christians just being a christian doesn't keep you from battling unfaithfulness Right, I mean, we're we're all going to battle it from time to time. So, you know, as Paul was preaching about grace, and they kept asking him, you know, well, what keeps people from just sinning more if grace is there? Like get out of jail free card, yeah. Yeah, and so how do we handle this whole topic of unfaithfulness, and what should be, you know, our goals, you know, in, in this, or what what's the, what's the point? What are we trying to achieve? 
you know, moving from this place. Well, the beauty of it, we have it in a clip from Camelot or from <laughs> Excalibur where, you know, here's a guy who obviously has stepped off into deeper waters than he intended, got way beyond himself. But then, you know, if you listen to this clip carefully, you'll see what happens when true repentance happens. used Excalibur to change that verdict. I've lost, for all time, the ancient sword of my fathers, whose power was meant to unite all men, not to serve the vanity of a single man. I am nothing. to God, you're alive. I, the best knight in the world, bested. This is a great day, for my search is over, my king. Yeah, there, see, Star Trek was big in the, did you notice it? <laughs> yeah, that? You know, that was a great clip from a, a vocal standpoint, but it sounded like Monty Python meets the Muppets. So Merlin was a Muppet character, that's where he was. You're broke it. <laughs> yeah, what it takes a little explanation, but apparently King Arthur there was taking on, I, I would suppose it's Lancelot, and he gets beaten, but he calls upon Excalibur to overcome his opponent in sort of an inappropriate, so just for a vain purpose, just like exactly like he said. But the beauty of the clip, as Rodney pointed out earlier, is that he repents quickly and realizes you know, that he essentially is nothing but that that this was meant for a higher purpose. And because of that repentance, because of realizing that, you know, how many times when you think about it, has God given you back Excalibur mm-hmm. in your own life? How many times is it, you know, as the Lady of the Lake showed up and 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 handed you back the Word of God, which is what Excalibur obviously is a picture of, and, and giving it back to you to be able to use properly because like many good Christians, I bet once or twice you hit <laughs> a knight in the head with it in a proper way in order to try to win a v- vain point. Can you imagine me ever doing that, Sam? Nah. <laughs> nah. 
you well, know, I, I, go ahead, Jim. Well, I was going to tell you to go ahead that time, but in this, what we're seeing is the bottom line of this ministry. It's the restoration of the heart. Mm-hmm. That's the receiving Excalibur back, and God's going to do that for us yeah, when yeah. we get to that point of repentance and realizing we can't do it on our own. Well, we're we're all new creations in Christ. Now, some of us may have been a new creation longer than others, right? I mean, someone could have become a Christian 30 years ago, somebody a year ago, or in November, right? But doesn't mean we're all not still learning to become those new creations, right? And the enemy knows our story, and the enemy knows what works on us, and he's not going to let go. He's going to keep trying to pull us back down and pull us back down and pull us back down, and the key is to repent quickly and to remember you know, I'm still I'm still under construction here. You know, God's still working on me. He's still helping me get to be more and more of that man that he created me to be or that woman that he created me to be. You know, and it, it's it's not going to that place, Jim, that you talked about where you're just, like, beating yourself up. And just take it easy and coast in. That's not what we do. No. And, Rodney, you made a great point that even though we're unfaithful, God's yes. not. God's the one that has the pattern of faithfulness. His word is true. He is there for you whenever you want him and need him. You just have to go ask and seek him and get that relationship. That's what we need to be patterning our lives after. It's hard. Perfectness is not something that's going to be achievable. But like a lot of things I do also with my job and my work and get people to try to think and work in a certain way is having that vision of where you're going, even though it's not going to be achievable, but it drives you and where you're going to walk every day and how you're going to respond to the situation, the problems at work, the problems at home, the problems in your life. Refer back to the Bible. Refer back to God, and you're going to be much better in your walk. And I would say celebrate the little victories. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I've learned to do that so much better since coming to Christ. Yeah, because there's so many times that we... You know, we want to be like Christ, but it's like trying to jump to the moon. Yes. You know, I'm not going to get a whole heck of a lot closer, (laughs) you know, but that's in retrospect on looking, you know, thousands of miles away when I can celebrate the the little victories along the way, then I can say, okay, God, you are changing me. You are creating something new in me. You are renewing me. We have a boot camp coming up November 7th through 10th. So we'll be having that on the website here pretty soon. So go ahead and mark your calendars. We'll let you know when you can go register. And we may have a couple events coming up next spring. We're working on a couple exciting things, but we're not quite ready to share yet. 